Hey friend, this is Cynthia with SimpleCynthia.com. Thank you so much for listening. I want to say a special thank to those of you who listened to me this year. This is going to be my last episode for 2022. If you are listening to these in order, if not, this is still going to be a relevant podcast. I hope that it brings you hope and help and that most of all, that you are encouraged to live the life that God has given you to the uttermost, okay? So I don't really have a title for this right now, but I just wanted to share a few thoughts about comparison and how it is a prison. I don't know if like me, you had a tendency to compare yourself to others. This wasn't a high comparison year for me, but every now and then, ever since I became a mother, I would compare myself to others. I remember when Pinterest came into my life, I cannot say that I started when the company started because I don't remember when it was, but I remember early motherhood, Pinterest was my friend, and I started looking at those clean and beautiful homes. And honestly, before Pinterest, I would look at Martha Stewart Living Magazine, and I would compare my house to Martha Stewart's house, and then I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I have two toddlers and I'm expecting another baby, you know, at the time. I was just like, there's no way my house is going to look like Martha Stewart living. Can it? Oh yeah, certainly. Like I can aim to do that. But at the time it was going to kill me because I was changing two diapers. I wasn't sleeping really well. And again, I was expecting um, my third daughter. So comparison is something that I've dealt with in my early motherhood years. As a teenager, I would compare my body to um, artists that I would see on TV. That didn't work out for me either. Um, and comparison at that time became as an admiration. So I've learned that for me, there is a thin line between admiring somebody and comparing them. There's nothing wrong with admiring people. There's nothing wrong with fighting inspiration. But when it turns into comparison, when I start to kind of shift my life so I can be like that person or look like that person or my house can look like that house, something wrong often happens, okay? So comparison is just not good. Now, this year, I had the opportunity to compare myself with a new friend. I decided not to because of the years that I've been following the Lord, because of the years I'm reading the Bible, because of the amount of thought and effort that I've been putting into friendship. And I decided instead of, instead of comparing myself to this person, I was going to just practice camaraderie. Okay. So according to the internet, the definition to camaraderie is mutual trust and friendship among people who spend a lot of time together. I spend not a lot of time with this new friend, but we do make the point to communicate and to pray for one another and to talk and to come over when we need to. So instead of comparing myself to her, I decided, let me practice mutual trust and friendship and let's see where it takes us. So I found inspiration. I found the joy of friendship as God has uh, created it to be. I also found that if I'm not comparing myself to her, I have more room to encourage her. If I'm not comparing my life to her life, if I'm not comparing, you know, relationships and material possessions and even body parts, if I'm not doing that, 
there's more room to appreciate the person for who God has created her to be. Um, also, when we refuse to compare or idolize somebody, we can see them as God created them to be as precious, as worthy, as you know, people that will fail sometimes because human beings were not meant to be perfect. The only one that's perfect is Jesus, okay? And we're not it. We are all in need of grace. We're all, you know, works in progress. And yes, we're in Christ. Those of us that accepted him, we have his mind. But you see what the difference is. So instead of comparison, um, I decided to invest in camaraderie. So think about that when you have a chance. Sometimes we also compare ourselves to people in the Bible. Again, I find that it is okay to be inspired by people in the Bible, but comparing ourselves, like there's so many reasons why it doesn't work, at least for me. Um, and then one of the reasons why it doesn't work for me is those people didn't live in 2022, right? Soon to be 2023. They lived in the first century. The culture was different. The language was different. The habits were different. The word of God does not change. God, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forevermore. Okay, I know that. I believe in that. But their set of circumstances were different than mine. Not better nor worse, just different. Okay, and I'm learning to rely on the wisdom of the scriptures, not try to make those like copy and paste myself after people. Okay. One of the people that get compared to, that we compare ourselves to the most at, in the Western world, I would say, when it comes to women, is the lady from Proverbs 31st. Some people call them the Proverbs 31st woman. Some people call her the virtuous woman. She was a woman, okay? Whatever you want to call her. So Proverbs 31st, the person that we're talking about. And we have built up that scripture in such a way that when I was teaching, um, not Proverbs 31st per se, but I was teaching at one time, uh, work as worship. It was like a, uh, it's kind of like a workshop, you know, and the age group of the workshop were like college students. I remember when we got to that part of speaking about the Proverbs 31st woman, People are just like, I'm not even going to try because there's no way I can do all of that. So, you know, we're comparing ourselves. I also noticed that not everybody in that class spent a lot of time looking at the scriptures and reading the scripture and just studying the scripture and just stopping to see what does it say? What does it mean? How does it apply to me? So it's a bit of homework for all of us. Like if we haven't done that for a while, if we're going by opinions of a sermon that we listen to, in our mother's belly in 1974, like we might want to brush up on that particular set of scriptures, okay? And feel free to do that with any scripture that I bring up, because I just think it's wise for you to know what you believe for yourself, okay? So um, going back to what I was uh, speaking about, we have the tendency to compare ourselves to people in the Bible, and one of them is the Proverbs 31st woman. Okay, so in the beginning of the scripture about her, and I guess I'm trying to prove to you that like there's no way she can be perfect because number one, we already established this, the only perfect one is God and Jesus, okay? Holy Spirit, just they're perfect, we're not. Number two, uh, there's a part that says that her husband has full confidence in her and he will not lack for anything. Okay, 
I don't know about you, but when you have full confidence in someone, you need to go through some ups and downs, okay? There's no way to have full confidence in somebody when you just meet them. Um, for example, I just met some nice people like yesterday, like never met these people before, never saw them before, didn't know they existed, but we're all in this common group until tomorrow, okay? So we have less than 24 hours to go. We had nice conversations. I have no past with these people. I might not have any future. But one thing that I don't have is full confidence in them. Why? They have not been, they have not proven to be tried and true. We haven't lived life together. They didn't see me fail. I didn't see them fail. I have not seen them in their worst. Like we're all in our best behavior. My goodness, like you could see me right now. My makeup is flawless. My curls are popping. I put some eyeliner on, you know, because just in case we have to be in some pictures, I'm going to look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm at my best behavior right now. They have not seen me lose my patience. They have not seen me make mistakes. So anyway, so you see how in order to have full confidence in someone, you have to be able to see them through the ups and the downs. So that's the kind of relationship that the writer is describing uh, this woman and then her husband. Okay, so there's no way she's perfect. You know, she's not Jesus. And then in order to have full confidence in somebody, you have to see them in their ups and their downs. Um, verse 18 might be even more relevant if you have a hard time comparing yourself when it comes to the things that the Bible talks about sh that she does. Okay. Um, so the verse says, um, in part B, this is verse 18, and her, her lamp does not go out at night. Okay, so he's talking about the lamp. He's not talking about her, okay? And then, like, if you just put on your thinking cap for a while, for a little while, I mean, don't take it off. There is no way she's going to do all these things in 24 hours, okay? Here's another thing. She has help, okay? You and I might not have help. But she has mates. So, of course, you're going to do a little bit more than somebody else. So, do you see how it's easy just to say, oh, uh, she does all these things. That's what the Bible is saying. And, you know, let's not pay attention to the details, you know. Um, but she has help. And then, of course, you know, she has grace. Um, I have no doubt. The scripture doesn't say this. But, like, she must have, ha must have um, learned from her mistakes um, and anyway, so just remember, it is so important not to idolize this person or to make her a saint. I don't think that's what the scripture is for, you know? So, um, one of the things that the writer talks about is how she has the fear of the Lord. She fears the Lord, you know, as the whole Proverbs 31 closes there. It talks about a woman that fears the Lord should be praised. So I am thinking like, how can I fear the Lord? You know, and um, back to our ways of like comparing ourselves so much to her. I just want to encourage you and tell you and myself that we don't have to do it all. What we need is the fear of the Lord. Okay. So Proverbs 1, 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The New King James Version, and I guess the King James Version, it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if I have the fear of the Lord, I'm going to have access to His wisdom. Okay? When we compare ourselves 
when we start looking at people, we might fall into the trap of fearing men, you know? So instead of fearing men, we need to cultivate the fear of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I think it's easy to cultivate the fear of men, you know? And sometimes when you fear men or women, the thought is, well, if I don't um, volunteer for this next five things, what is she going to think about me? What is the community going to think about me? If I don't make the board to this prestigious organization in my community and, you know, I'm legacy, you know, I come from three generations of women who did that, like what, like what is going to happen? That's like fearing men. And I might be oversimplifying or just not being so specific, but I'm just trying to get us to think like this is kind of where we go, where our minds go when we're fearing uh, men or women. Um, but if we think about the fear of the Lord, let's see what we gain when we fear the Lord. Okay. So we already established that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Proverbs 14, 27 says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. I'm not sure about you, but I experienced the opposite of a fountain of life when I fear men and women, when I'm afraid that I'm disappointing them, when I'm afraid of whatever, you know, but the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. So that's good, right? Proverbs 29, 25 says that fear of men will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts the Lord is kept safe. Uh, fearing men and women really is prison, you know? So there is safety when we fear the Lord, okay? And the fear of the Lord will really put you in a place of safety, in a place of peace. It leads to life, so we can't be wrong with that. And, of course, it's the beginning of wisdom. And we all need wisdom to live the life that God has given us. As we get ready to say goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023, I want to invite you to ask the following questions, which I'm asking myself as well. In what areas do I compare myself to others? Did I spend a lot of this past year comparing myself in, we, in what areas of my life? Was it my personal life, my relationships, how I parent my kids, how I keep my house, my wardrobe? Like, in what areas did I compare myself to others, okay? And once you identify those areas, I invite you to submit them to the Lord Jesus Christ. So pray about those and just tell God, like, I have a tendency to compare myself to others, and I want to say I'm sorry, and I want to submit those areas to you so that you can heal what's hurt, so you can fill this void, and so you can affirm me. I need your affirmation, God, because without it, life is just flawed, okay? I also want to invite you to think about the fine line that is comparison and inspiration. There is nothing wrong with being inspired by someone. I have experienced the freedom of being inspired by a friend without comparing myself to her. And at the same time, I have experienced comparing myself to others without being inspired by them. So there's a fine line. I want you to think about what the fine line is for you. How does it manifest itself? And then once you identify that, let's submit that to the Lord Jesus. And I know that he has beauty for ashes. He has joy for the spirit of heaviness. And he has healing 
for our inner lives. Some of us might need to go to a Christian counselor and just talk this out. Jesus is a healer. He, he will heal your heart. But sometimes our hearts need a little bit more guidance in order to be completely free from not only the spiritual bondage, but the habitual bondage that comparison brings to our lives. And last but not least, I want to invite you to answer the following question. How can I fear the Lord practically in 2023? Friend, I want to fear the Lord in 2023. And I'm going to take those questions seriously. All of them are going to be on my blog, simplycincha.com. And I want to say thank you again for listening and look forward to more podcasts next year. I pray that they will all be a blessing to you and to your friends. Have an amazing day. Bye.